the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Russia and Ukraine host a third round of talks. We should be thinking through not just this particular horror that we're experiencing, but how much worse it truly could get. The Iran deal's sequel is worse than the original. Why don't we know what's in it, but we have Russia and China knowing what's in it. A baby is thriving after receiving a first-of-its-kind surgery. This could be applied to all solid organs down the road, potentially, if, if this works. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Tuesday, March 8th. I'm Mike Scott. We're keeping a close eye on Ukraine, where Russia and Ukrainian delegations resume talks on Monday following failed attempts to begin evacuating citizens from besieged Ukrainian cities, including the port city of Maripol. After the first two attempts failed over the weekend, a third round of talks between the two sides ended with a top Ukrainian official saying there had been minor, unspecified progress toward establishing safe corridors that would allow civilians to escape the fighting. On the home front, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says talk continues about potentially banning Russian energy imports. No decision has been made at this point uh, by the president about uh, an, uh, a ban on import, a ban on importing uh, oil from Russia, uh, and those discussions are ongoing internally and also with our counterparts uh, and uh, partners uh, in Europe and around the world. Saki says watching the horror in Ukraine is hard, but there are limits to what the U.S. can do to help. This is barbaric. It's horrific to watch. I mean, you have. 1.5 million, if not more, refugees crossing the border. You have mothers and children dead on the side of the road. This is heart-wrenching to watch. And, ugh, sorry, it's, it is. It's heart-wrenching to watch, you know? And I think for us who are working in public service, you watch in these moments, and there are, there are limitations in the sense that we are not going to send U.S. troops to fight in Ukraine against Russia. The president is not going to do that. That is what you have to weigh as president of the United States. Turning to the Pentagon, Press Secretary John Kirby there says Russian forces have switched their focus to aerial bombardment. And, of course, that has been leading uh, to... And as, as you would expect it would, when you're relying more on long-range fires, you're going you're gonna to cause more damage uh, and you're going to kill more people and injure more people. And so that's what, we're, that's what we think is happening. That's what we're seeing. Kirby says Vladimir Putin has massed his invasion forces. Our assessment is he has pretty much all of it inside Ukraine now, uh, the ground forces in particular. Um, so he has an awful lot of combat power available to him. Kirby went on to explain that Russian ground forces are frustrated by slow progress and the switching of tactics. What we assess is as they continue to get frustrated, um, uh, they continue to rely now more on what we would call uh, uh, long-range fires. So this is bombardment, missile strikes, 
long-range artillery into city centers that they aren't in yet, at least not on the ground in any significant number. Kirby says more U.S. troops will also be heading to Europe. Secretary Austin ordered the deployment from the United States uh, of an additional approximately 500 U.S. military personnel to locations in Europe to augment uh, U.S. forces that are already in theater. Author and political commentator Molly Hemingway joined the Salem Radio Network to discuss the war in Ukraine, what America should be doing, and what Americans should be wary of. Where I don't think you're seeing Americans really thinking through what the long-term consequences are of some of these actions. And I think they're more concerned about appearing tough than actually thinking how to end this humanitarian disaster, how to end it quickly without risking literally nuclear war. And it doesn't seem like there are a lot of adults thinking through these very difficult issues. Hemingway goes on to emphasize that most people don't understand the hazardous road America is walking. We're just seeing some of the same tired talking points without a a sense that people understand the risks that are in play here. I mean, take even some of what we've done with uh, with sanctions and getting Russia off of the financial system, the U.S. dollar being the reserve currency gives us a lot of power. It enables us to have a lot of debt. Moving everybody into a different system and making the U.S. dollar not so important is a very bad situation for us, even in the short term, but certainly in the long term. Hemingway also points out that countries who are not going along with America's sanctions are finding ways to benefit. You see how some countries have not gone along with the West's approach to isolating and sanctioning Russia, which means that this increases the power of the Eastern blocs, the, you know, China and India working with Russia on supply chains and a means out of some of the sanctions that we've put on them. We do not want Russia and China to be stronger. We don't want that alliance to grow stronger. It's already too strong. And we should be thinking through not just this particular horror that we're experiencing, but how much worse it truly could get. Hemingway says in her view, the war in Ukraine is also empowering China. This entire debacle couldn't be happening at a better time for China as it continues its Cold War with us. And you 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 think back to Kissinger and how he talked about the importance of triangulating the relationship between the Soviet Union, China and us. That's that was part of why he why Nixon got closer to China was to Mm -hmm. constrain the Soviet Union. And now it seems that China and Russia are understanding that and working that against us. Our guest on the Daybreak Insider podcast is Molly Hemingway. She went on to explain to the Salem Radio Network that in addition to mitigating the crisis now, America should also be looking at a full picture that includes China. We're looking at what we can do in the short term to prevent what Putin is doing in Ukraine. And we should be, but we should be thinking very wisely about it and how it relates to our entire strategy and how our entire strategy really needs to be more focused on China. Looking at the performance of the Biden administration during the conflict, Hemingway says she's not impressed. It's just hard to take him seriously at all when day one was to weaken our energy production, to harm our energy production. There's no way you can be serious going against Russia, which is not just an energy base. It has other things that we should be that we should be mindful of as well. Uh, but when we, we can't take we can't take it seriously, any effort to go against them when we are crippling our own energy supply. And looking forward, she says she's worried about America being pulled 
into a war. This is a serious disaster we're facing, and people should be doing everything in their power to end it as quickly as possible, as peacefully as possible. We should be thinking off-ramps for everybody, um, so that because this is not a good moment, you know, never a good moment to fight a world war, but this is particularly not a good moment for us to be involved in a world war, given our economy and given what we're dealing with domestically. At the same time that the U.S. has isolated Russia on almost every economic front, except energy, according to reports, President Biden is outsourcing his Iran deal negotiations to Vladimir Putin ally Mikhail Yulanov. According to Gabriel Norana, former State Department official under former President Trump, the agreement would lift sanctions on a number of grotesque bad actors in Iran. And it would also remove sanctions from the Revolutionary Guard General Hussein Dagon, who led forces in Lebanon. At the same time, Hezbollah bombed the U.S. Marine Corps barracks, killing 241 in 1983. The agreement would also have the effect of removing sanctions on Khamenei's funds collected through the pillaging of dissidents, which runs into the billions of dollars. In a video released, Yulanov seems to brag in English about the concessions made on behalf of Iran. I am, I am, I, I am absolutely sincere in this regard. Iran got much more than it could expect. Much more. Realistically speaking, uh, Iran got uh, more than, frankly, I expected, others expected. Yulanov goes on to say that China has been a pivotal player in negotiating the new Iran deal. Our Chinese uh, friends will also very uh, efficient and useful as co-negotiators. We could rely on on each other on many, many points. And on many, many points, through joint efforts, we succeeded. I can recollect dozens of such cases when on rather serious, significant questions, we managed together to get positive results close to what we wanted to achieve. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy joined Fox News and says he is skeptical about a new Iran deal. I just sent a letter to Secretary Blinken about the Iran agreement. What I believe they're really trying to do, and why don't we know what's in it, but we have Russia and China knowing what's in it, to bring Iranian oil back in. Why would you fund another country that funds terrorism, that wants to have a nuclear weapon, give it to them, and then give them billions of dollars? The Supreme Court has turned away efforts from Republicans in North Carolina and Pennsylvania to block state court-ordered congressional districting plans more favorable to Democrats. Daybreak Insider's Mike Gracia has those details. The Supreme Court has rejected arguments by Republicans from North Carolina and Pennsylvania to block state court-ordered congressional redistricting plans in each state. Republicans in both states say the new districting plans are more favorable to Democrats. In separate orders, the Supreme Court allowed the maps in North Carolina and Pennsylvania to be in effect for the 2022 elections. In North Carolina, the new map will likely give Democrats an additional House seat in 2023. Separately, Republicans have said the Pennsylvania map 
gap will probably lead to the election of more Democrats. Mike Gracia, Washington. The People's Convoy has entered its second day of protest in Washington, D.C., congesting traffic along I-495, commonly called the Beltway. The convoy of truckers is circling the nation's capital as part of an effort to protest COVID-19 restrictions. Maureen Steele, a co-organizer for the convoy, tells the Mike Gallagher Show they've seen tremendous support since leaving California. You know, we thought we'd have support, but right from the moment we left Adelanto Stadium, you know, with thousands of people there sending us off, three tractor-trailer trucks full of supplies from, you know, full to bursting, um, you know, this trip has, has had so much support. Uh, every overpass, there was only six or seven overpasses this entire trip that didn't have patriots on them. Steele tells the Salem Radio Network a diverse group makes up the major part of the body of the convoy. It is amazing. America was ready for this. And this is, I've been saying it, it's the great unifier. It's the thing we've been looking for. Everyone can rally under the banner of freedom. And I know like behind me, you'll see Trump flags, but you know what else you'll see is rainbow flags. And um, there's everything here. China's economy remains resilient despite rising uncertainties caused by the Ukraine crisis, according to that country's state planner. Beijing has targeted slower economic growth of around 5.5 percent this year amid an uncertain global recovery and a downturn in that country's vast property sector. However, China's exports did rise by double digits in January and February before Russia's attack on Ukraine roiled the global economy. Daybreak Insider's Jeremy House has more on that story. Customs data show exports grew by 16.3% over a year earlier in a sign global demand was recovering before President Vladimir Putin's February 24th invasion. Imports advanced 15.5% despite a Chinese economic slowdown that the war threatens to worsen. Forecasters say China and other Asian oil importers will be hurt by surging prices caused by Putin's war. The AAA Motor Club said the price of regular gas went up by almost 41 cents during the past week. That comes in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine and represents the second largest jump in average national prices in a week. Consumers are divided on if paying more for gas is worth holding President Putin to account. This driver, who only identified herself as Mary, says she's willing to keep paying higher gas prices to punish Vladimir Putin for invading Ukraine. It's got to stop. I just feel that it has to stop. These poor people are being, you know, they're being murdered, civilians, all of that. And it's just, it's got to stop. What he's doing is criminal. However, this driver says at some point, higher gas prices will break his and everyone's budget. How long this can go on, right? Will we be willing to pay for $5, $6? And finally, Duke University doctors say a baby is thriving after a first-of-its-kind heart transplant, one that came with a bonus technique of trying to help prevent rejection of a new organ. Dr. Joseph Turek, Chief of Pediatric Cardiac Surgery at Duke Health, says the infant Easton Cinnamon is thriving after a first-of-its-kind heart transplant that came with that technique to try to prevent rejection. This transplant was done in the summer 
Uh, and, and we've actually waited to announce this because we wanted to, to make sure that Easton's immune system was responding. And sure enough, uh, he is developing his own immune fighting cells, these T cells. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're very excited about it. Dr. Turek says the heart transplant on the baby could be a medical breakthrough that will help many others. This could be applied to all solid organs down the road, potentially, if, if this works. Um, but what it could mean, potentially, um, the ramifications could be that it's possible that he wouldn't reject his heart even if we took off all of his immunosuppression. So he's currently on some medications that allow his his body to prevent him from rejecting, just like all transplant patients are. Brandon Cinnamon says he and his wife are thrilled their son Easton is home doing well after receiving the unique heart transplant last summer. It's awesome. Um Something that we never thought was going to happen. Just being, just being honest, uh, the way that he was in the hospital, it was, it was an amazing feeling bringing him home. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.